0: Welcome back to another episode of Prospect Sports Weekly. I'm Ryan Barish, and I'm joined here with Cameron Sullivan. How you doing, Cameron? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, so me and Cameron here joined with Owen Schneider and Coach John Cuba Cameradella. And you know, a lot, of, a lot of people come up to me and say that you don't really like being called Mr. Cameradella. You do prefer the name Cuba. Yeah,
1: you could call me a lot of worse things than those <laughs> exactly. things, but yeah, yeah, no, Cuba's good. Uh, works for me. The part that weirds me out is when people start calling me Mr. Cuba. Mr. <laughs> Cuba.
0: Is that a thing? <laughs> Mr. Cuba? Yeah, it
1: happens for people who don't know me, so... Oh, so that so. just makes me feel weird now. Yeah. Because <laughs> this, this, is, this is the
0: first time on the boys, uh, the boys broadcast, so like, hey, what's up, guys? Good day. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, how are you guys doing today? We're good.
1: Good. Coming off a good win last night.
0: Yeah, no, it was... Soft. Uh, what was the score of that one, Cameron? Uh, I believe 48 to 44. Oh, man, a really close one. No G- G- uh, Yeah, a lot of close games recently for you guys. Uh, both losses and wins. I mean, how do you kind of deal with the toughness of these games?
2: Um... Mostly just, you know, pushing back, like, to the next game, like, kind of put it behind us, like, work on it, you know, obviously, like, for film, use it, learn from it, but you can't let it, like, get to your head that you've lost, like, most, literally almost all of our losses have been under seven points, so you just have to kind of use that for uh, a little chip on your shoulder and then try to win the next game.
3: Yeah, and then, uh, after winning against Maine West, how did it feel after you had that tough loss against John, where did you come back and get that win?
1: Yeah, I mean for us as a coach uh, and as a coaching staff, you know, trying to help, you know, a team, you know, Owens doing an outstanding job, you know, in his first varsity season as a sophomore and learning how to take sophomores and get them to work with juniors and get then the sophomores and juniors to work with the seniors. It's, uh, it's a challenge that a lot of teams go through um, year to year and it takes time. It takes, you know, relationship building, trust building. You know, we started all the way last summer and, you know, taking trips to New York, to Columbia and taking trips to Wesleyan and doing stuff, you know, the fall league and doing open gyms and um, really solid, good relationships, take time. And, you know, we, we didn't bring back a ton of experience. So whether we win, you know, a game by a few points, lose a game by a few points, you know, that with this team this year, I'm proud of how they're coming to battle every game. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with practice. The guys in practice are are extremely energetic. And we just realize that most of these games aren't going to be close and and we got to be prepared to execute.
0: I mean that's I mean the relationships do look solid. You guys actually look like an actual family out there, really close together. And with you, Owen. I mean I can't imagine what the workload's got to be like. I mean Ben Benassi goes out with an injury. He was kind of looking at being one of the main guys early in, early coming into the season. So he goes out and all that uh, work kind of falls onto you. I mean, do you see any pressure? Were you a little worried about that? Um.
2: Yeah. Obviously, there's some pressure there, but you know, like one of our guys goes down, you got to always be ready to fill in the spot and just, like, do what the team needs. And then we are just hoping that Ben comes
0: back and work from there. And, I mean, if you needed a filler, what a filler to get. I mean, (laughs) the numbers you're putting up, you're going to put up a lot more, you're going to put up a better stat line after this because we, like... We've come to realize that this show is kind of the opposite effect of the Madden curse. <laughs> it does! It, we looked at a couple stat lines, and I'm like, I mean, Marco That's is sick. here. Next game he goes, went 8 for
1: 10 on three-pointers. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Just That's awesome. Saying. That's
0: a good point. So, I mean, being the youngest guy out there on the court, in the starting lineup, too. I mean, of course... Uh, as you said, not much pressure, but like, how is that experience for you? Being oh, so young, and having that. It's
2: awesome. I mean, the first few games, obviously, were a little nerve wracking, still trying to get the flow of everything. But after that, it's just playing. You know, I've been playing with them since the summer, as Cuba said, and just like building the relationship with them, then was awesome. And it's good now. We're gonna keep trying to play and win. So.
3: Yeah, and then um, you came off a great game against Schaumburg. I think you get like, 13 points, and we're also our outback Steakhouse player of the game. Oh, What is that like, having a great game like that? Oh, it was just a uh, good
2: experience. Like, the team needed it. Um, not every game, like, the the same player always shows up. You know, you have to, like, have to contribute in, like, the ways you can. It's not always scoring. Sometimes it's defense. Sometimes it's passing the ball. Sometimes it's rebounding. In that game, um, I just needed to score a little more, so I just try to fill my role.
3: Yeah, And then against Maine West, you guys held um, to the, the only one point in the final four minutes. Yeah. What is it like playing such good defense in a pivotal time like that?
1: Well, I mean, that's, and I think that speaks to how our staff works together and also how our players interact with the staff. Um, for guys like yourself that have seen a lot of games and, and broadcast games, we get to do this, you know, great podcast every week. And, oh, you know, the the big thing that, to realize is that you'll watch timeouts and, you Owen will tell you, and his teammates will tell you. There's some timeouts. I don't say anything to the team because it's not my timeout. You know, it's Rathi's timeout. You know, or you know, our pregame in the locker room before it took the floor was Judson. You know, in a halftime, you know, a game or two ago it was Rivals halftime. You know, and sometimes it's Antonio Gardner in the pregame or in the postgame or in practice taking our guys. I mean, that there, there, a lot of different people have fingerprints on this team, and mm-hmm. so to hold Main West. You know to one point in the last four minutes and come out of there i mean that that speaks to two games in two days you know a disappointing loss but a good fight on monday you know to come back and be able to pull that off is a big deal
0: mm-hmm. and i do want to talk about that i mean you've assembled quite the little a-team of a coaching staff with you even bringing back a player that you had for you on the varsity team just a couple of years back yeah. i mean what do you see as some perks of that having all those different perspectives for you
1: well, I'm stealing. I'm stealing a line here from uh, from Isaiah Thomas, who's a former Chicago legend, the, played Indiana, Detroit Pistons one, or the, the one the in the NBA Hall of Fame, yeah. Detroit Pistons. And, well, there's two of uh, them. You gotta clarify. There's, yeah, two ones, yeah. there's still one in my mind. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he said the greatest secret about basketball is it's not about basketball. Uh, it's his line, so I wanted to make sure to cite my cite him in my bibliography. But the key is serious. I mean, this is about relationships. Um, I've always said that is that basketball's a tool. You know, very few, if anybody's going to go professional and make money off this sport. And so the key is how do we help our young men maximize their talent, maximize their capacity? We have a staff that does it as well. You know, it was, Rathie and I were having a moment because the, you know, the sophomore game against Schomburg was rival against Peter McBride. You know, we coached Peter McBride in 2007, 2008. We coached rival in oh eight, oh nine, 09. And so all of a sudden we're looking at, at two young men that played for us. They come back that play and coach against each other. And now all of a sudden, you know, that's the coaching tree. Um, and so that's, those things matter. And I think that does speak to, to how we've been able to keep virtually the same staff together our entire career here at Prospect, is that is that we care deeply about one another. Um, we tell the truth. <laughs> uh, and we challenge each other. And we are able to do so because there's this deep caring that, that we do show for one another and each other's well-being.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's good to hear. I do want to talk about your coaching style because your coaching style, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. It's beautiful seeing you out out there on the sidelines cuz not only you teach a religious class, so I kind of <laughs> think of you as a really zen guy. And I see that too cuz there was a there's a moment I came out to see... The, it was either Lake Forest or Lake Park, I think you guys... Lake, Lake Forest. Forest or Lake, Lake Forest, yeah. yeah. So I just saw you compared to that Lake Forest coach. And he's like this <laughs> really, really yeah. small guy. He's turning red. He's shouting at everybody. And he's got this a little Gatorade cup in his hand filled with nothing. He's just kind of chucking at anything he finds. find. <laughs> and then you're just there. You're zen. You're taking everything in. But you can also get kind of intense. So where do you find that happy balance?
1: I think that's the key to all of life. You know, I've, I've had... Uh the, I've been very lucky to, to have a lot of different influences in my life, um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's sort of who I am, and I, I could only be who I am, and so I often joke that I, I do my best, and it's taken me a lot of practice to, to calm down and to realize, because when the emotions get the best of me, I'm not always thinking. Um, I'm not always making the right calls on offense, you know, and I, and I realize that, that you know, that awareness, I need to try and, and not get into the emotion. But, for example, you know, when, when one of our guards is getting chucked in the back and there's no call, it's, it's hard to stay calm if the ref doesn't think it's a big deal and I'm, I need to protect my players. Um, but on the other start is, is that i got to make sure I'm studying the floor. And so I have my moments. I'm, I'm just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's, there's a healthy balance. You know, if you were in our film session yesterday before the game, You'll see some clips, and I want to make sure our guys know exactly that when they're doing things correctly, doing things well, right, and I support them, and we want to do that again, but when they're not doing things well, to to criticize them constructively so that we're not just digging on them, right, that we're helping them get better.
3: Yeah, and then going back to the part where you said he got chucked in the back, oh, and like, how do you keep composure, like, during a game, in that situation, you get kind of shoved in the
0: back? That situation, he did not get shoved in the back, he got clotheslined, <laughs> yeah. that's what happened, okay? Um.
2: I just try to think, like, next play, you know, you don't want to, like, end up getting a technical I hurt the team, you just have to keep your composure, try to win the game, and you can laugh about it after, Mm -hmm. be frustrated with the call, but just during the game, just think next play, and don't worry, like, don't worry about the calls with the refs, it's their job, they make mistakes too. Yeah.
3: And I guess looking forward, you play Elk Grove Friday. Um, besides, I guess, winning, what do you, what is the biggest thing you want to try to do in this game?
1: Well, our big thing, I, I always try and take the, the very short view and also the long view, getting back to that idea of balance, it's so that we don't we don't ever get too far ahead of ourselves, but we make sure we know the path that we're on. Um, and so for us, you know, we have a chance to get over 500 in the league halfway through. Uh, it's a big challenge for us to get to 3-2. and two. Um, It's another thing to get back to 500 overall. You know, there's four games left in January, and that's it. You know, this, this season is, is moving, you know, and we're about to move into our fourth month here in February. So it's, uh, it is, you feel it, that we're, we're into the second half of the season, that the games, the moments get larger. Um, that's why, for example, people have asked me, why did you schedule a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back? And I was like, I want our guys thinking, like Owen said, moving on. We have to be able to compete at a high level when we're tired. Right? When our legs might not be there, but our minds and our hearts have to be. And uh, I think Friday is, is, without a doubt, for us, the most important game of the season. Because it's the next one. It's the one to get us back to 500 overall. And, and you know back to, to try and challenge to, to get back in the East race.
0: And we wish you luck at that. It's been a tough go, but we hope you get to that 500. We hope you get that yeah. mark. Uh, we are running out of time with the boys' team. So thank you both for coming to the show today.
1: Thanks for having us. It right. was a good talking.
0: Hope to see you guys later. And please stay tuned as we get the girls basketball team on with me and Jake Turpin's later. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Prospect Sports Weekly. I'm Ryan Barrett back here with Jake Turpins by my side. What's up, Jake? Hello, Ryan. <laughs> and now we have Marie Miller and Macy Zai of the Prospect Girls Varsity Basketball Team. How are you guys doing this morning?
4: Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, thank you. All right. Yeah. No. It's
0: been a, it's been a fun time. You guys were on a four game winning streak, and then you went up against Elk Grove. Not uh, not the result we were looking for. About a 45-33 loss that time. But not, not terrible. You guys are still 98 in the season, above 500. And it was a solid game. That first half was neck and neck. But then what happened in that third quarter, guys? Only two points in the third quarter.
4: Yeah, scoring two points in the third quarter is going to be make it a little bit difficult to continue to compete. Um, you know, we started really strong. And our, our press was looking good. And, you know, we were building off of that. And, you know, basketball can sometimes be just a game of runs. And, unfortunately, we didn't get our run back in that second half. But, You can't slight Elk Grove. You know, sometimes they have this reputation of like, oh, it's just Elk Grove. But those girls, like, they would run through fire for that coach, and they work hard, and they're scrappy, and they don't stop, and they want to win. Now, I'm not saying we don't want to win, but it's not a team that you can take lightly. They're a very competitive, hungry team just like us. And unfortunately last night, the momentum swing stayed in their favor.
5: Yeah, we definitely lost a lot of our communication in the third but we picked it back up in the fourth, but it was a little too late.
0: And what happened with that momentum swing? When did you see that start to happen? Was that just at halftime? or
4: um, A little bit, I guess, there in the second quarter. Uh, you know, we were we had a pretty healthy lead, a really strong first quarter, and then they started to, like, chip, 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 chip back and uh, hit a couple big shots there going into the half, which we were still up. Um, going in, but they they definitely had an upward swing going into halftime, more so than we did. But uh, the third quarter, we just we couldn't get it going. Like we just couldn't get it to click over um, as badly as we needed to. The ball wasn't falling for us as well, or uh, our passes weren't exactly there where we needed them to be. And Elk Grove was just one step ahead in that way.
0: There's no need to also focus on the bad because sure the leading score of. Elk Grove finished the game with maybe, what, 19? But then the second leading scorer, she only had eight. All right, so that, to me, it just looks like a solid defensive output on those uh, uh, sort of role players on the team. So you guys got to be happy with how you guys work defensively, too. But uh, I do want to talk also about you guys were recently on a four-game winning streak, which was awesome to see, especially the last game you guys played in that streak against Wheeling. I mean, that was just a huge win. I mean, what do you guys, how do you guys feel after coming off a win like that?
4: You know, any win in the MSL is always a huge win. And, uh, you know, a team like Wheeling too, uh, they're, they're never going to go anywhere. You know, no team's ever gonna be like, oh, prospects here. Let's just stop and let them win. Um, every game is going to be a battle. And um, the good thing about the wheeling game is, you know, we we're building off this this streak of wins that we had, and it was finally our first MSL game back in what seems like forever. Um, and we we're really excited, and the positivity and the energy was there. We we're building off a very exciting boys game. Um, you know, seeing Marco kind of just hit it all the way all night long, oh, his, man. take his pick of three pointers. So that was really fun to see and. Uh, anytime we're partnered with the boys is always a little bit a different type of energy build for us as well. But um, you know, a game like that, we started off strong and we stayed strong the entire time. And uh, those are always fun because as a varsity game, getting all fourteen players in just about uh, we had you know, two in two out, but that uh, it helps in many ways, regardless.
5: It definitely helped having the combo game with the boys because everyone has like so much energy and is pumped. And ready to play, but like with games like last night, we didn't have as like many fans, so we were just kind of focusing and not really like having fun with it. We were just trying to stick to the basics.
0: I know uh, you and me, Miller. We've we've talked about this a lot. How you how you really do miss that um, those shared games, the boys' team. those oh, yeah. And also the home games in general, which still make me oh, angry. Geez. Yeah, I get I get heated up about this stuff. You can always hit
4: the road and find us. It is such know. a drive, though. I know. It is. It's a lot to uh, ask.
0: <laughs> I have made it out to a couple, and I do love watching you guys. Amazing, especially you. Uh, I mean, seeing you guys out there, especially as a sophomore, I mean, it's such a young team, this girls' varsity team. You guys, I asked Owen this because he's also at the same level when he comes up to the varsity at such a young age. Do you see any pressure?
5: Um, at first, I was really nervous, but all the girls are really welcoming, and I feel really comfortable now
0: as per J- And also, you do have two other sophomores on varsity, Andy Will and Summer Sholdewski. And how have they helped you adjust to varsity?
5: Yeah, I play AAU with both of them, so it really feels more like a team when I'm with them because that's just, like, who I'm comfortable always being with. So it's definitely nice having them to help me, like, come and transition up.
4: Yeah, it is always nice when you can bring an underlevel player up with multiple people in their... Uh, their class. And, you know, last year, both Summer and Andy were on the JV team and Macy was the leader on the freshman team. And then, you know, this summer we kind of were trying different lineups, trying different things here and there. And, you know, adding Macy to the mix definitely just helped us click. And, you know, it's exciting to have a young crew, you know, led by, you know, a younger leader, too, with Elliot And uh, next year, being a veteran team at a young age is going to be something pretty special. Oh yeah, so
0: much room to grow, and it's just exciting to see. There's a, there's a real future here with this team, and I love to see that. And uh, Maisie, I mean, you actually have a legacy in the prospect sports because you know your brother senior was on both the football team, he's been on the basketball team, he played baseball for a while too. Yeah. For a yeah, bit. I mean, has he has he helped you out? Has he kind of given you like little tips about the whole prospect uh, sports world?
5: Yeah, Zach always pushes me and always says that I can do one more thing better. So he's always been there for me and really helped me out through everything.
0: All right, for both of you guys, this these next few weeks, you have four conference games. How big are they for you guys to win all of them?
4: Huge. Uh, anytime you have any type of conference game, it's always huge, uh, regardless. You know, right now, currently, BG is running the show. They're in the driver's seat. They're undefeated in the East, which is awesome. Um, you know, to see... different type of dominance because you know last year there's a little bit of a a constant dance between us meadows and hersey and it's it's always good to have like a balanced swing in the conference you know there's no easy team in the east that's for sure but um winning the rest of these east games all the way out is is huge and also what makes the whole fun part of seeing how things definitely fall how the you know chips are going to fall when it comes to february time um so like I said, all games are big, but East games have a special meaning to it. But, you know, the ones that we've got coming in, we've got uh, Hersey's coming, BG's coming, we've got um, Meadows and Wheeling again, things like that. So, again, it, there's a lot to continue to look forward to.
0: And see, those aren't long drives. I can make it out to those. But um, if, if there's such a dominant force, I should say, I mean, undefeating these it is impressive. So how do you go into that game? I mean, what do you guys really focus on to prepare against a team like that?
4: Um, You know, our main focus now is really just playing like prospect, playing like we know how to play, being disciplined, letting our positioning and our defense work for us. As composed, the more composed and together we can continue to play, the better that we will perform. And, you know, as a coach, sometimes I probably need to do a much better job of helping my players get composed by calling a proper timeout here and there uh, but you know sometimes you, you don't want to interrupt that momentum swing from time to time even if the other team is scoring a bunch you know if we're getting there you know you want to build, build build whatever the case is there but um, you know we've got to continue to focus on the little things that make the big things happen boxing out, rebounding, passing. Um, executing, screening, all those little things are the things you've been working on since summertime and now we have to see them come to a full effect this second half of the season.
5: Yeah. I think the main thing is just focusing on the little things and really trying to work together.
0: Well I'm excited to see how that all comes to fruition in this coming in these coming games, especially going into February. So I wanna thank everyone for listening to this episode of Prospect Sports Leapy. I wanna thank our two awesome guests for coming on the show for us.
4: Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank
0: you, guys. Please tune in next week for our fifth episode of Project Source Weekly. And thank you again for everyone listening.